Well, welcome to this time together. As I, my name is Ron Henry. I'm a, a member of the Jesus Christ CEO Institute, an ordained minister of reconciliation in the marketplace, and a business owner uh, for many, some 40 plus years. And my current corporation is by his design. So today I want to share something to you that I think uh, is something really important to think about if you want to be all that God created you to be. So the topic today is, is Jesus enough? Is he enough for who you are? So the question is, we're going to go through today and talk a little bit, and I'll give my story, is how do we identify ourselves today? How do we identify ourselves? We'll be thinking of that as you listen through what I'm going to share as to how you might identify yourself and start from there. So a little bit of my story. As I reflect, I've always said that uh, you know, sometimes you learn from the past, you prepare for tomorrow, and you live today. So as I reflect on my past, one of the things, just to give you a quick synopsis, I grew up in Connecticut. I was what you would call a New England wasp. Uh, and a little, I went to a little church on Main Street, you know, good family, loving family, but never, you know, active in sports, active in activities, uh, but I never knew who Jesus was. I mean, I went to church because that's what my mother made me, made me do. So I thought that was a good thing. So, so my identity at that time was really enjoying sports, academics, and friends. Then, then if you look at my work career, I started after I got a, a BSME in mechanical engineering and an MBA from the Wharton School, I went into the big corporate world. And I went in there and I worked for major $4 billion corporations. And then I, for a period, for the next 30, 30 40 years, I was running and building companies. Uh, build a record, you know, responsible for building a record company, a management production publishing company, and two executive search firms. So what would, what, would, what would you say my identity is if that, with that type of a background? Or maybe I should, is it was my identity, my MBA, my job title, the industry? What would my identity be? What would I state my identity to be? So if you look at sometimes an identity, you start, one of the things I and you can start thinking now is your own, what are the common traits to all of those? You know, there's one of the commonalities of my roles, all of them during that time period, was to encourage and equip those of influence to be all they were created to be. Now, I didn't necessarily see it that way, but in the record industry, I had recording artists that I helped in the management and executive search placement of people. So that sort of fit that thing. So I was really positioning people for success. Are they on a personal side? How, am I, how would I identify myself? A little background. So really, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't have much of a faith background. I went off to college like everyone. I knew who God was, at least I thought I did. And then in the early years, um, uh, later, I mean, well, in my 20s, typical, I went out to kill the world, climb the ladder of success, and uh, eventually, through God's grace, I met my wife. And I say through God's grace because my attitude was so much about me during those days. It would have been very hard for any, any you know, together lady to think I was worth, assault, you know, worth anything. But then I just, you know, I just, you know, so, but even today, I got married, now we have two children, now we have grandkids. So how would I identify myself, you know, personally? I'm a, I'm a husband, a provider for my family, a good guy. But the question is, you know, where was I going with that? And by the time I entered into my early 40s, I met Jesus. And during that time, I first, I thought going to a church was about my children, but I met Jesus. 
And what began was a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. So if you look at, you know, my personal, my professional and, and, and life, what changed when I knew Jesus? Well, for me, what changed was the object of my mission. See, before knowing Jesus, my identity was wrapped up in success. My identity was wrapped up in things I owned, uh, positions I held. Then when he changed it to the other one, to Jesus, it was more about was I being obedient to where he was directing my steps? Was it more reflective of who his promises and his truths? So it really came a situation, I mean, if you think about it, you know, really think about the object of our focus. I mean, you look at, look at, the, look at in the Bible, look in the Bible as to the people. Look at Saul, his focus changed on the road to Damascus. He became, and then God renamed him Paul. Abraham, Abram to Abraham. Simon to Peter. His focus changed, but the, he was still a fisherman, Peter was. But his focus was different, not on his own gain, but on the, on the, the gain of Jesus Christ. So as we, so the thing is, so as great as this revelation is, you change your focus and your identity. So what is it? How, how, how do you identify yourself? So one of the things that I think was very important to me was about six years ago, getting introduced to the platform Jesus Christ CEOs and making Jesus the preeminence of my life. So as I went through that study and learned what it was like to be a kingdom leader, learn what the traits and promises that God has provided us, my focus on God, as, the, as Jesus says, the end result became more alert and more profound. And it also got to the point where in 2015, I signed a covenant surrendering my life to Jesus being the preeminence of my life through the, through the Jesus Christ CEO Institute. Interesting enough, immediately I got a test. And that test was, after living in Southern California for over 40 years, God said, leave everything, leave your grandkids, I want you to go to Nashville, Tennessee. So the question is, would I obey? Was I going to be obedient? Was my faith strong enough? Well, I had no choice because I made a written covenant with the Lord. So that led me to move there. So as we went, so times go on, you know, we, we, we go through these different changes. There's no choice if you have God as your sovereign identity. So as I started with this now and making this move, and I started talking more and more, but one of the things that happened to me, where I lived in Orange County, I was somebody, you know, in the world's eyes. I was head of this ministry here. I was president of this. I had a great relational equity of people I knew in the community. And God was asking me to go someplace and be a nobody. I didn't know anybody and no one knew me. And in those deep times of questioning, God asked me this question, am I not enough? Do you need anything other than me? Well, that was kind of convicting, very candid with you, because what am I going to say in my, my quiet time, my journaling? No, I, I, I need these identities of the world. No, I needed my identity in Christ. So, so when the question is, when we come to identity, we think about what is your identity? If you only have is Jesus, 
What does that mean? What does it really look at? So I thought, well, if we're going to study something about identity, we may want to start with how did Jesus identify himself? Think about it. You know, in Scripture, I mean, John 10, 7, I am the gate of the gate for the sheep. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 11, I am in the Father. The Father is in me. 15, 1, I am the true vine. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. But did you see how he identified himself? He didn't say, I'm the Messiah. He didn't say, I'm, you know, other things. What, he, what we sometimes get caught up in, and this is the point of how you identify yourself. We get caught up with what others say about us versus what we say ourselves. So it's very important to understand because what you say about yourself, like, for example, I'm calling myself a follower of Jesus. Do I have to say anything more? As to my identity, meaning I'm obedient to whatever he leads and directs me to do. I'm to serve whoever he brings into my life. I'm to serve whatever clients he brings to the, the platform to which I'm serving. But the idea is we have to look more carefully because there's another element. I mean, you could, we could do the same series, by the way, about Jesus as to how did, you know, how did Paul identify himself? You know, how did, what did Paul say when he got, you know, descriptive words, you know, after he got the, you know, got the road of Damascus when he all of a sudden met Jesus face to face? But not, you know, how would he clarify? Think of the times that he got in prison, whatever. Well, all he would say is it wasn't for Jesus. This is all it is for Jesus. This is for Jesus. This is Christ. And it wasn't a matter of I'm a Pharisee or I'm a this or that. He identified himself in his relationship to Christ. So I would say my identity, I would like to say, I would like to be able to say I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm a friend of Jesus, and a disciple of Jesus. So I'm just going to pause for a moment here and give those listening here an opportunity. I want you to write down a few descriptive words of how you think you should identify yourself. So I'm going to give you a little time at that point. So I'm going to, Father, I just want to lift up to you in prayer to help those who are hearing the words come from you through me about identity, that people can grasp and understand what their identity in you really looks like and proclaim it at the top of their, at the top of their lungs and on the written page. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I want you to, now you've written a few things down, I want you to think a little bit about what, we, what I might call the term polarizing words. You know, think about uh, when you're raising children. How you frame things when your kids are going through different experiences can shape their lives. You know, if you are telling your, your child, your son, oh, you can do better, you're a loser, you can do this or that, those descriptive words push down the capacity of what your son was created for in God's eyes. Well, that's no different than us. Think about polarizing words. Polarizing words mean using words that have a predisposition definition that could create a bias to one's viewpoint of how they look at you. For example, 
I could go out there and say, I'm a CFO. Matter of fact, I used to have a number of people come to me uh, looking for new opportunities that I want to be a CEO. I said, well, if that's so important to you, why don't you just go out and start your own company? You can call yourself chief apostle. You can call yourself CEO, whatever you want. It doesn't mean anything. It's an identity that has no foundation. Now, other people may call you something like that, but if that's what you seek, it's so shallow, it is so empty. So what are you, you know, it's, what words are you going to use? I mean, think about this in just general relationships. If you use some of the words that be done out in politics today, right away, you may one word, one phrase, one the other way, right away, oh, I know what you do. In my face, I was 30 years in executive search. But when I introduce myself, I say I'm in the people business to encourage and equip people all they're going to be. And what I found is that functional direction was similar in every position I had through my career, but my focus was on serving people. So the executive search being a recruiter wasn't just an executable vocation that demonstrated what I was good at. So my identity was in my love for people and as a follower of Jesus. Now, people might say, weren't you a recruiter? Well, if you call me that, yes. You see the difference there? Because if I said to you right away, I'm a recruiter, you, right away, you'd have a predisposition to go, I know what headhunter, you're a headhunter, aren't you? You're one of those. They've already created an opinion. They won't get the true knowledge of my heart, of who I really am. That would be like Jesus walking around saying, I'm going to be the Messiah, I'm going to be the Messiah. And all of a sudden, people go, oh yeah, right, see you. But he never said that. He never went down that road. So when you think of things, when you choose words to identify yourself, do they limit or are they unlimited? in terms of how God created you to be. So my hypothesis really is the fact that we could be, we can fulfill God's promise of the plan he has for and be all he planned us to be if we keep our focus on Jesus and use his model in identifying who we are. Don't limit ourselves. Don't let the world beat you down. Because remember, my early years, I mentioned getting an MBA and following corporate ladder. I used to say people would climb that corporate ladder to get to the top because that's what the world told you to do. And all of a sudden, they realize the ladder is leaning against the wrong building. And then you look back down the ladder, and what do they see? A marriage is a mess. Kids can't stand it. They don't, they don't even know their kids. They were pursuing an identity that wasn't in Christ. So think about that a little bit in terms of how that filter. And then I like I liked it. I really love the, the scripture, 2 Corinthians 2.15. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death, to the other the fragrance of life. Think about it. Your identity will reflect what aroma you put off to those around you. I don't know about you, but I'd like to have the aroma of Christ that I put off. Not somebody who's trying to get more possessions or look like I have wealth in the world's eyes. So I would just ask you, encourage you to pray about it. So what are the words that would enhance opportunity for you in a relationship? Or in getting a, a relationship with a client, a family member? How do you want to be seen and perceived? So Father, so the whole thing is how do you, does it limit you? Or does it give you more options? That's the real question in our ability to represent the gospel through our actions and our words.
to truly influence and reflect Jesus to the world, to be his ambassador. Be a follower of Jesus. Be a follower of Jesus, and that's all you need to say. That's where you begin. That'll open the door for relationships and dialogue and truly be Christ-like in the lives to others around you. So ask the question, is being identified with Jesus enough? Is it enough for you? It is enough for me. So I appreciate this time to share, and let me just close in a word of prayer. Father, may people, everyone who is hearing, hear well your promises, your truths, on the fact that our identity is in you, and that's all we need. Because you will provide, for, if we focus on and seek you, we provide all things for us, as is stated in Matthew 6, 33. So we thank you, Father. May a blessing to all those, and may they go forth and be the fullness of what fullness of what you created them, them each individual to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you.